Welcome, welcome. It's Thomas the Jockey Mortgage Advisor here, and every once in a while, I like to connect with like-minded folks in BC to talk all things real estate, home ownership, real estate finance, and mortgages. And today, I have a very interesting gent coming in to chat about a mortgage strategy that you may have heard of around the water cooler. It's called the Smith Maneuver. And the Smith Maneuver is a method to make the mortgage on your home tax deductible and create wealth based on the available equity in your home. This man is the champion of the Smith Maneuver and he's also the family namesake of the strategy. Ladies and gentlemen, let's lean in and listen to Mr. Robinson Smith. So hey everyone, it's Thomas Ajanke from Paragon Mortgage Group. How are you? Today I have a distinguished guest, Mr. Robinson Smith, the namesake of the Smith Maneuver, which is a mortgage strategy that we will be discussing today. Rob is a financial strategist and best-selling author, formerly an investment banker and investment advisor, creator of a, a number of educational courses, and the, the author of Master Your Mortgage for Financial Freedom, dedicated to increasing Canadians' awareness of personal finances. And Rob shows how average Canadian homeowners can release the shackles of constraint that comes with the high cost of home ownership, particularly here in BC. And he'll show you how that very mortgage that seems to be like such a financial burden restricting your retirement prospects can become the very tool which will allow you to retire in comfort. So welcome, Mr. Smith. How are, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, Toma. Great. So you've been in the financial industry for eons now. How long have I known you? So what are the, the big challenges that you're seeing here financially for Canadians, the top two, I suppose? Well, yeah, I mean, obviously there's a number of, of, of issues that Canadians uh, face, but then there's a number of reasons Canadians can't get ahead. Uh, particularly taxation, <clears throat> excuse me. You know, we, we typical Canadians will pay over half of our income in tax. We pay more in tax than we do on food, clothing and shelter combined, right? The basic necessities for simple for survival. <clears throat> Federal tax, provincial, municipal, at the pump, the grocery store, et cetera. Oh, and we're consistently within the top five highest tax paying citizenry on the planet. Right. So tax, every, tax at any at turn, every, every turn, every corner. Every turn. Every turn. So, you know, you know, we shouldn't mind paying taxes. We, we know what taxes are for. You know, they pay for hospitals and bridges and infrastructure, et cetera. But we start to mind paying taxes when we see where our tax dollars go. So taxation is a big one. You know, it, it really prevents Canadians from getting ahead. Throw on top of that, we've got expensive mortgages that take a big chunk of a paycheck each and every month. Uh, even at today's low rates, you know, they're, they're still quite hefty. So, and then you've got the cost of life uh, in other areas. We got to put gas in the car. We got to put braces on our kids' teeth. So yeah. it's just tough to get ahead. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, you exacerbate the fact that, you know, our, our audience today is British Columbians and we've got the highest cost of living in Canada, maybe in the world, depending where you're living. So we stand on our heads to get into the housing market and we've got to make do with all those financial burdens that you talked about. So um what is it about the smith maneuver which we're going to discuss today that that helps with the taxation and the whole mortgage thing well there's we just talked about taxation and you know while there might not might while there might not be a whole lot we can do about the tax rates that we're subjected to there's certainly something we can do about how much tax we pay given those rates right the smith maneuver is is a debt conversion strategy so we know that when we borrow from the bank to buy a house, the debt that we incur, that mortgage is not tax deductible. It's considered a consumption item because we have no reasonable expectation of generating income from the house in which we live. But the Smith Maneuver accomplishes three 
pretty significant goals uh, simultaneously. And that is we're going to convert the non-deductible debt of your mortgage into tax deductible debt, which is valuable because that reduces your, your uh, taxation, re reduces your tax bill. Plus, that's because kind of a, we're That's a kind of a nice double whammy because you have the American system, which makes uh, uh, mortgage interest tax deductible on your principal residence. And we as Canadians have the, the, the exemption on capital gains. Exactly, exactly. You know, and that's why, that's why my dad, Fraser, developed this strategy, because when he became an investment advisor, he saw the Americans could deduct the interest on their mortgage. We couldn't. Yeah. And that was very fair, right? Yeah. But with the Smith Maneuver, while we're reducing our, our tax bill, we're able to eliminate our mortgage uh, very quickly because we're getting tax refunds each year, which otherwise wouldn't exist. And the faster you're out of that, that non-deductible mortgage, the better off you are. And, and the so, only way we're going to create those tax deductions is if we if we start to invest or to invest in our future. So we're taking advantage of, of compound growth now, not later. Gotcha. And, and you're, you're, you're touching on high points here, but just pretend that we're from Mars here, Rob, and uh, walk us through how the, the Smith Maneuver actually works. Yeah, many Canadians um, will will need to look at their financing. Some may have the appropriate financing right now on their homes, but many will have to have to look at, do they have a readvanceable mortgage? And many Canadians don't, but that's required uh, for the Smith Maneuver because what we're going to do is just using your regular monthly mortgage payment that you're making, regardless of what type of mortgage you have, uh, regardless if you're doing the Smith Maneuver or not, just using that regular monthly mortgage payment, some of that payment, well, some goes to interest, non-deductible interest and it's gone, bye-bye, but some of that reduces the principal on your on your mortgage. And with a readvanceable mortgage, the lender says, well, if you pay down any balance of your mortgage, we'll let you borrow it back. You know, we've got the house as security. We're very comfortable, we've got 20% equity at least. So they allow us to borrow this back. And what many Canadians do is they'll they'll take this available credit, which is increasing each month, and they'll pull it out and they'll make a payment on an Audi or they'll go on vacation. Yeah. Right. And all they're doing in this case is replacing non-deductible debt that's going down on one side of the mortgage with non-deductible debt that's going up on the right. other side. Right? right. But the Smith maneuver, if we borrow this available equity out each month with the reasonable expectation of generating income, we can generate these tax deductions. So we do this on a monthly basis. We withdraw the newly available equity that's created simply by the fact that we're making a mortgage payment yeah. and we start to get invested for growth. On a monthly basis, we do this. We replace non-deductible debt with tax-deductible debt. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the year, tax time, Revenue Canada says, well, we took, your, we took tax off your paycheck every two weeks, yeah. as we do with the majority of Canadians. But we took too much considering these deductions that you've got on your return here. So we're going to send you money back. And so we take this tax refund. We prepay our mortgage at least once a year, base case scenario. And then we can get back at that amount as well annually and get that invested. Right? So if I'm hearing you correctly, there's actually no reduction in the global debt on, on the home. Uh, there, sometimes there is, there's the 65% HELOC rule, which, which creates a natural reduction in total debt uh, over, over the conversion period. Right. But generally the Smith maneuver says, yes, what we're going to do is maintain our debt. We're simply going to convert it from bad debt to good debt. Right. right. And I, I get that, but I think there's, there's a few people probably out there that are thinking like that, that turns me off the idea that overall debt is not being reduced. What do you say to that? Yeah, well, that's, you know, I've been, I've been in this game for many years now, uh, since 2006. Uh, and that is the biggest objection is, 
you know, we, we Canadians have been conditioned, you know, our, our parents told us, our grandparents and uncles and aunts, debt is bad. Yes. Don't get any debt. If you have to get yeah. debt, pay it off as soon as you can and never get any more, right? Yeah. We weren't learning from financial professionals. So we never learned about, about how debt can work to our advantage. Yeah, good and bad debt. So yeah, so, so many Canadian homeowners are of the idea that the right thing to do is be completely mortgage-free. Well, the wealthy understand debt very, very clearly. Let's take a look at uh, Jimmy Pattison, right? We all know his name. He's one of the wealthiest men in Canada. Great bio. You know, he, he did not, when he was young, just starting to create his, his empire, he didn't save up in his, in his pocket enough to buy in cash his first car dealership, for example, and then sit in the corner office and wait to sell enough cars to get another, you know, $600,000 to buy his second dealership. He leveraged. Yeah, and if you to invest. the opportunity cost, just to cut in here, can you imagine the opportunity cost of him having had to wait to accumulate the cash? What, what would he have looked like 50 years later like he does now? Like You can only imagine. We, we wouldn't know his name. Right. We wouldn't know his name. Right. So the wealthy understand that non-deductible debt destroys wealth. Tax-deductible debt creates wealth. They understand this very well. That's why they're wealthy. That's a major reason of why they're wealthy. So... When we Canadians want to improve our financial security, improve our net worth, um, our outlook for the future or retirement and all that stuff, we need to think like the wealthy. We need to behave like the wealthy. They're, they've already done it. Yep. They've learned all the tricks, right? That's, that's why they're there. Yeah, and I mean, having the right mortgages is a, an important component of that, but I guess it all boils down to deploying that money into the right kind of asset or investment. So yeah, that's, that's a big decision as well. Yeah, well, what we do with this, this ability to invest on, a, on at least a monthly basis is very important. As I said, if we borrow to consume, if we buy depreciating assets, we can't generate the tax deductions. We're destroying our wealth. Yeah, we want to invest, but we need, we, we should enlist the services of a Smith Maneuver Certified Professional Investment Advisor because there are certain things you can invest in um, which will create tax deductions there are certain things that you would think you could invest in to create these tax deductions, yep. but they're not, they're not eligible. So it's important to know what you can and cannot invest in what you can invest. There's a, there's a wide universe of what you can invest in. Yeah. We just need to know. It needs to be the expectation of income. So I'm supposing there's no Bitcoin in that list. <laughs> well, no, I don't think so. But another one's, you know, gold bullion, right. Yeah. In, borrow to invest in, in gold bullion, but there's no reasonable expectation of generating income. It's just a lump, lump of metal sits on your desk, right? It's ineligible. So you need the right guidance on both sides, yeah. not only the mortgage product, but, but also the investment or the asset that you're investing That's in. That's right. Interesting. Uh, and in terms of real estate, how about that? I and mean, we've got a number of clients in my world who are big proponents of acquiring and holding real estate over the, wrong, over the long term. So can you kind of frame the Smith Maneuver in that context for us? Yeah, the Smith Maneuver is, uh, it, it is it's nice because in implementing the Smith Maneuver can either help you get into investment real estate quicker than otherwise, or investment real estate that you already own can help you speed up the conversion and wealth creation process uh, while you're implementing the Smith Maneuver. But generally, you know, many Canadians, as you said, they have investment properties. Right. Uh, so if I've got a proprietorship, it's, this is a rental property that's held in my name. Yeah. What most Canadians do is, is they'll take the, let's say $3,000 in monthly revenue from the renters mm -hmm. and they'll turn right around and they'll make a mortgage payment on that rental property and service the other expenses. Oh, right? so money comes in, money goes out. 
Yeah, sorry, on the on the proper on the sorry, the mortgage for this specifically for the rental property. That's right. Okay. That's right. So money comes in from the renter and, and the landlord turns around and pays the mortgage on that rental property. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the people who are, are arranging their finances this way are missing out on a very potentially valuable opportunity in the fact that they can take these rental receipts of $3,000 and first prepay the mortgage on the house in which they live, their principal residence. Uh, principal, so, okay. That's right, their principal residence, their non-deductible mortgage. So this is a prepayment above and beyond the regular mortgage payment of, in this example, $3,000. Yep. And then because of this, this product, this mortgage product, when that balance goes down by that $3,000 from the rental revenues, that line of credit limit opens up by $3,000, I can borrow that back out and then service the expenses on my rental property, including the mortgage. And mm-hmm. I, can, I can deduct the interest on this monthly borrowing because I'm borrowing to invest with the reasonable expectation of generating income. I'm borrowing to invest in my business. That's right. And, and rental properties are ostensibly about income. You know, and then there's a lot of people uh, in our neck of the woods and, and a lot of people in my client base that just academically uh, tap the equity in their principal residence to buy a, a rental property. But this adds just another level of sophistication, another opportunity for, for tax savings and by by virtue of that wealth creation, which is cool. yeah, and it's and and it's important, Toma, to to structure your, your finances on your principal residence and your rental appropriately. Yes, because if I've got a readvanceable in my principal residence, I can execute the cash flow dam, which will see my twenty-five year amortization reduced to less than ten, easy. Yeah, but also on my rental property, if I do have a readvanceable mortgage, I can reaccess the equity that that mortgage payment on that rental property is, is uh, creating each month. And I can get that amount invested in security, stocks, bonds, whatever I oh, want wow. to do. I like that. That's great. Yeah. So it's like refinancing your, your properties on a monthly basis to access the equity. You don't have the right mortgage. You got to wait until sufficient equity is created, then go through the time and expense of refinancing. Uh, and you're missing out on compound growth while you're waiting for the sufficient equity to build up before you refi. Yeah, I get that. You know, the, Time being of the essence, you got to have the right mortgage product on both properties to make that happen. You touched on the, the cash flow dam, and I, I know that that's one of the, the sort of the accelerators that you that you describe uh, as part of the overall Smith maneuver as kind of a, an arsenal. Can you get into that just a little bit? The, uh, into the other accelerators? Yeah, just just briefly. Yeah, uh, well, just real quickly. There's there's a number. There's um, there's the debt swap. There's cash flow diversion. There's the drip accelerator, the cash flow down we just talked about, the prime, the pump. So the the debt swap accelerator entails, maybe I've got $30,000 of mutual fund or index funds or stocks, bonds, whatever. Yeah. I can I can redeem these assets. If I look at taxation, right? I want to yeah. see the effect there, but I can redeem these assets that I've held for a while that have been growing nicely for cash. And I can prepay my mortgage, reborrow that same $30,000, for example, back, and then buy the exact same investments I had a week earlier before I redeemed a week to 10 days. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm still invested in these securities, except for that period of seven to 10 days when that money is being run through my mortgage, That's but right. I've immediately converted $30,000 of non-deductible debt that I already had to $30,000 of tax deductible debt. Hmm. Yeah. So this is all then, a bigger question. And I'll leave that to the end, but that that's fascinating. Keep going. Yeah. The cash flow diversion. Let's say I've I've been investing three hundred bucks a month directly from my bank account after my income comes in. Yeah, three hundred bucks gets taken out automatically by the investment company. That's how I built up that thirty thousand dollars of investment. Right. Well, instead of doing that, 
I can take that 300 bucks that comes into my account after I receive my income uh -huh. and prepay my mortgage. So I prepay my mortgage by that amount. I reborrow that 300 bucks after it gets run through the mortgage. And then I buy that investment. Same, similar principle. I get that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like a debt swap of a set amount on a regular basis, right? Drip yeah. is sort of similar to that, I, I imagine. Yeah. So if I've got this sticking with it, this $30,000 of uh, stock portfolio, whatever it is, many people say, well, if this investment is going to send out dividends quarterly or annually, whatever it is, right. I want them to automatically buy me more shares of, of this, this stock, right? I want this to grow over time. And that's, that's probably a good move. But if you're doing the Smith maneuver, say, hey, don't automatically buy me new shares each month. Send me the money in cash. I take my dividends that I get in cash. I prepay my mortgage, reborrow, and then I buy that stock. The we're originally going to. And as I listen to you, I think of uh, investors that are also involved in mortgage investment corporations or mix, and those drips are on a monthly basis in some cases. So just a, mm -hmm. a, a different, different form of investment, but yep. applicable, I imagine. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> and and the, the last one, uh, the prime, the pump, you know, if I've got a mortgage, I want to do the Smith maneuver, but the mortgage I have doesn't work. I go and talk to Toma. Toma says, okay, we'll put you into a readvanceable mortgage. Mm -hmm. Well, if your house value has gone up over time, the mortgage balance has been coming down over time. Maybe you've got the ability for an equity takeout, 50 grand, 70 grand, 300 grand. You know, that's yeah. what's going on in Vancouver these days. Yes. And so now you're in a position with the right product to implement the Smith maneuver that we've been discussing, but you've immediately got access to a certain amount of money because here's the total loan, here's your mortgage balance. We'll give you access to the, the difference here. Right. So I can take, let's say $50,000, and I can invest in, in whatever I wish, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, my business, your business, investment, right. real estate, mix, REITs, right? I'm priming the pump. Now, this is additional borrowing. The Smith maneuver entails, uh, does not entail increasing your total debts, just converting it. But if I'm priming the pump by taking out new money, that yep. is additional borrowing, right? That's 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 straight leverage to invest. So you want to talk to a professional about, you know, is it suitable? For sure. And I think that's an important distinction. I think people should should leave today recognizing that we're not asking anybody necessarily to increase their debt. If you just have the right mortgage in place that replaces your your your, your, your the debt on your principal residence, yeah, you can make you can make do of uh, uh, of the, the wealth in your home just to, uh, organically like that. Yeah, Harley. Hey, I got my pup in the back. I'm, I'm <laughs> so far she's sleeping. Just gonna wander around here. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Off you go. Um, yeah. So, so that's right. You know, if 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 you're not increasing your debt, there, there's discussion all the time about whether the Smith maneuver is a leveraging strategy. Some people say it is. Uh, some people say it isn't. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not always going to be able to persuade someone, but if I'm not increasing my debt, where's the leverage? All right. I'm doing is converting it, right? right? So, so it's a conversion strategy. It doesn't require any additional cash from a homeowner's pocket. It's simply restructuring your personal finances one time and then taking advantage of the money that's already coming out of your pocket, whether it be for your mortgage payment or your existing investment program. Right? And simply making that money work more than once. Yeah, more tax efficiently. Yeah. And so if you do some plain math for the average Canadian, like what is, if you wanted to just draw a simple formula, what would be the net benefit? Yeah, the, like the, basic, the basic plain Jane Smith maneuver that, that we were talking about earlier, just using the mortgage payment and the tax refund that results from it, 
generally we're seeing with typical Canadians and, and current rates uh, with, again, no new money required, we're seeing an improvement in net worth over the original amortization, say 25 years of a mortgage of about $400,000. Um, awesome. And on what kind of an average mortgage balance are you using for that calculation? Uh, 450,000. Okay. You know. that, I mean, okay. Yeah. Fantastic. And, and the bigger the mortgage balance, the bigger the benefit, right? The bigger the improvement in net worth, because the, the more money I have in non-deductible debt, the more money I'm converting to investments. Right. Yeah. So, so there, it's about four hundred thousand. We've got the Smithman calculator. You've got access to it, Toma. Yeah. So, anyone who's interested, you know, can throw you their numbers and you can plug yeah. them in and, and show them their results. But along with that financial improvement of about four hundred thousand dollars, generally around two years or maybe a bit more is being taken off the amortization. But when we throw in some of the accelerators, we're seeing net worth improvement forecasted to to increase to. 600, 700, 800, sometimes over a million dollars, depending on which accelerators are available to the homeowner. Unreal. Unreal. And, and amortization is, like I said, from 25 years to less than 10. Yeah, significant. You know, uh, with that being said, you know, they're, they're, I'm sure there's people listening for the first time about this whole thing or heard anecdotally. Can't help but wonder what the risks are. But now I'm beginning to ask, to wonder whether I should ask you, what are the risks of doing this? These would be the, the kind of the risks of, of the opportunity cost or risk of not right. doing yeah, the, the main risks we're looking at are uh, market risk. Yes. If I'm paying off my mortgage conventionally. I'm not getting invested, right? All things being equal. So I'm, I'm not exposed to market risk. But now doing the maneuver, I am uh, getting invested and markets go up, markets go down. We know that. We've known that forever. If they don't go up and go down, then something's not right. Right. Um, so there's, there's market risk involved. But the fact that this is a very, very long-term financial strategy till death in most cases uh, that greatly flattens that market rate, uh, market risk curve. Uh, interest rate risk. When we have a mortgage, we're already subjected to rate risk to one degree or another. Yes, I may have a fixed versus a variable, but I have a rate that I'm paying. Yeah. Well, with the Smith Maneuver, I've still got that on the amortizing non-deductible mortgage debt, but I now have a rate on this line of credit where I'm borrowing to invest. Right. The nice thing about the Smith Maneuver, however, again, apart from it being uh, this long-term strategy, which flattens that risk curve out as well, is that the higher the rates are, the bigger my tax refunds are, right? Yeah. So, so the lower the rates are. I guess the very interest that you're paying, if it's, if it's going up, it's, it's there by that much more tax deductible. Yeah, that's right. That's right. The, the tax refunds start coming in faster. So I'm able to convert that debt faster, getting out of that expensive high rate non-deductible debt faster. Right. It's valuable. But conversely, when rates are low, like they are now, some people will think, well, if I'm looking for tax deductions when, when rates are so low, the tax, the tax benefit of this whole program isn't as great. Yeah. And that's true. It's not as great as if rates were one or two or 3% higher, right. but that's compensated for the fact that with low rates, less of my mortgage payment is going to interest and more to principal, which means I can reborrow more each month to invest right. now taking advantage of compound growth. Yeah, and just listening, there, there's also that kind of belief that, you know, the, the performance of the investment has to somehow outpaced the interest rate of the mortgage. And I, and I guess that's somehow neutralized, right? Well, it, it, it is to a great extent. I mean, I see this all the time. People saying, well, you know, like back years and years ago, rates are 6%, 7%. Yeah. Well, I got to make 7% in order to be able to come, a, come out ahead because I'm paying 7% on that borrowed money. 
Well, we got to remember that that's tax deductible. So if you're at the 50% marginal tax rate, for example, yep. that 7% money actually only costs you 3.5. Yeah. Right? Yep. So we look at rates now. I mean, the hurdle is already low. 3% yeah. borrowing, you know, it actually only costs you 1.5 of the 50% marginal tax rate. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Interesting stuff. And, I, you know, going back to tax deductibility and everything, I, there's the, the white elephant in the room here. And that is, you know, what I think. I'm wondering, and so many other people here are wondering, is like, am I going to get audited? Like, what, mm. what's CRA's take on all this stuff? Yeah, well, when I was an advisor, I had well over 500 families as clients, and we didn't have any audits. We had assessments, and these are quite common, whether you're doing the Smith Maneuver or not. The CRA sends a letter to you and says, hey, we just want to check in on this. Can you show us what's going on? Hey, accountant, I got this letter. Oh, yeah, sure. Here's, here's a piece of paper describing exactly what happened with this board money, went to qualified investments, all this stuff, send it off, and CRA says, thanks, we're going to move on to the next victim, right? Yeah. Um, the, th there's another risk that I didn't mention. That's regulatory risk. Now, yeah. that is being uh, and government risk. The government can do whatever they want. They make the rules. And if someone says... <clears throat> What about the government saying all of a sudden we can no longer deduct interest on money borrowed to invest? Well, firstly, only about one third of the, the benefit of the Smith maneuver in a typical case is due to the tax deductibility. Two thirds approximately comes from the benefit of simply getting invested now rather than later. And the other response to that is for hundreds of years, the wealthy and, and business uh, have been deducting interest on money they borrowed to invest. If the government came in and said, we're not allowing that anymore, I don't think they'd last very long. Pretty powerful lobby there, I would Yeah, say. yeah. That so interesting, yeah, cool. Yeah. And, and going further on about, you know, the CRA, the CRA, all things being equal, they say, well, yes, we have to give all these Canadians tax refunds, but guess what? They have invested. They've invested in, in companies which now because of that investment are making more money, which we get to tax because they're growing, they have to hire more employees, which we get to tax. Right. So, yeah. you know, and Fraser actually had two, two CRA agents visit him in his office on a surprise visit uh, asking, Oh, so Smith, what's this Smith maneuver all about? So dad put pen to paper and explained it. And, and uh, he loved telling the story about halfway through one of the agents leaned forward and said, would this work with a $70,000 mortgage? Right. <laughs> um, okay. So yeah, I mean, I, I put CRA employees myself as clients into the strategy, police officers, judges, lawyers. Okay. All right. Well, good to know. I mean, so in a sense, it's not, has it been challenged? Has it, ever, has it ever gotten to that point? The There have been challenges on the, legitimacy of deducting interest in individual cases okay um every once in a while you'll you'll read of things where uh, and just recently one came out where the, the homeowner sold a principal residence bought sold bought and it was this complex reasoning of why they they bought and sold and bought and sold and continued to claim the capital gains exemption on the sales yeah. um but and sometimes these types of inquiry uh, or cases will will be won by the taxpayer. Sometimes it'll be the CRA that won. But as far as are we able to deduct interest on money we borrow to invest? That's all we're doing. Period. That's the end. That's I guess what it boils down to is like like you sort of touched on there is how meticulous the process is in creating the reinvestable mortgage and and being meticulous in your paper trail and. Yeah, all the stuff that I guess accredited people will take care of. So yeah, you know, if you've got a Smith Maneuver certified professional mortgage broker like yourself, Toma, 
an investment advisor, an accountant, <clears throat> excuse me, then you're, you're well taken care of. You just keep your statements in a shoebox, hand them off to the accountant at the yeah. end of the year. And it's, it's, really, it's really quite simple. It has to be done right when it comes time to setting up the mortgage or placing the investments or, or sending in your tax return. But for the homeowner, while there is some stuff that has to be done on a monthly basis, each month you pay your visa bill, yeah. each month you pay your utility bill, each month you, you do your, your Smith Maneuver processes and stick the statements aside and, and track yeah. them. You can't, you can't accuse this of being high maintenance. Like, you know, the initial transaction and the setup is a little bit of legwork. You, you just rely on us to take care of that. But yeah. as you say, it's pretty low touch once it's in place. Well, that's right. I mean, back when in the mid 80s, when my father developed this strategy, there were no readvanceable mortgages. In fact, I've heard brokers say the reason readvanceable mortgages exist is because people were of the Smith maneuver, right? Yeah. But it was, it was very labor intensive back then because you got two different lenders and you had to have one very friendly lender on the line of credit side yeah um but nowadays they're pretty slick no readvanceable is perfect for the smith maneuver but it's up to the the smith maneuver certified professional mortgage broker to determine okay which out of these readvanceables is best for you and yeah. and a homeowner is not going to be able to know that the, if they go into their bank rbc cibc td and ask for their one readvanceable mortgage product that they sell nine times out of ten it's not going to be the best one for them it's going to cost yeah. them and that's that. That could be sort of stillborn. The whole thing, if you do it incorrectly. Yeah, yeah, it could be very expensive. Interesting. Well, I'll tell you, man. Uh, we're running we're running out of time here, and I just want to say, every time I, I listen to you, I'm more and more certain of, of this strategy and and all of its merits. And I want to thank you for coming on today. And there you have it, Robinson Smith of the Smith Maneuver. I'm telling you, it's a thing. It's legitimate, and Canadians are waking up to the concept. So just approach this with an open mind. If you want to find out more about the Smith Maneuver head on over to www.smithman.net. That's www.smithman.net and hear it from the horse's mouth. If you want a free copy of Rob's book, reach out to me and I'll mail you one. And if you're now giving some serious thought to implementing the Smith Maneuver correctly, I'm a Smith Maneuver certified professional. So you can find me online by visiting www.tsmortgage.ca or just give me a call at 604 613 6616. That's 604-613-6616. See you next time.